A strong woman knows she has strength enough for the journey, but a woman of strength knows it's in the journey where she will become a true badass. Welcome to Big Dick Energy with Jasmine. Big Dick Energy with Jasmine. Unconventional, unapologetic, raw and real serving today's woman if it's mindset fulfillment motivation purpose life business marriage and sex we're talking about it with that big dick energy ladies it's time to have some real talk with zero bullshit zero bullshit and if the word fuck offends you good welcome to big dick energy now your host Jasmine Daisy. Welcome and good evening. Happy Tuesday, fuckers. Welcome to Big Dick Energy with me, your hostess, this evening and every Tuesday evening moving forward for the rest of your life. That's scary. Promise I'm going to make it worth it. Jasmine Daisy in the house, bringing you some Big Dick Energy this evening, even though I'm fucking exhausted. Like, not physically, mentally. I'm just mentally fucking exhausted. And, and am I opening up this podcast complaining? I think I kind of am. So, but I'm not going to cut it because I wanted to record this one time. It's my very first podcast and I wanted to just make it real and raw and me and authentic. And I wanted to make a couple of mistakes and look at me going. I'm starting off with mistakes. So love me or hate me. We're doing this. Okay, folks, we are talking about the, the, the one word in the world that I literally hate more than any other word on this fucking planet. And that is the word fear. Okay, you heard it right. Not fuck, right? Fear, that four letter word that starts with an F. Okay, so I'm, I'm a 41 year old wife, mom, friend, right? Lover the works right shithead sometimes business owner and the reason I'm saying this is because fear has been the single biggest setback in my role of any of these that I just listed these above things no like I'm not scared or or fearful of my husband right certainly not uh or my little girls Okay, they're delightful. Actually, I mean, I am kind of fearful of the four-year-old once in a while because she's a sassy little fucker, but I'm not afraid of business. I'm not afraid of chances. I'm not afraid of my girlfriends, my, my best friends, right? But fear has stopped me, myself, from being the best version of all of these. Now, now listen to those words. Does, does that resonate with you? Like when you hear that, are you like, oh, yeah, I kind of feel that. Or are you like, what the fuck is this crazy Canadian broad talking about? Right? Either is okay. 
fear has stopped me when I'm, I'm going to say this again is stopped me from being the best version of all of the above of the wife of the doting mom of the friend of the phenomenal business creator ceo motivator coach it stopped me from being on more uh, more occasions than i care to admit but from being the best of any of those now if this resonates with you stick with me on this just for a little bit few minutes if this doesn't resonate with you at all and you're like i have no idea what she's talking about get the fuck off my podcast this isn't for you okay it has stopped me from quitting i'm talking about fear unfulfilling unrewarding careers like careers with an s yes i'm being fucking plural more than one time i've been trapped in jobs that i hate that i literally go to and i'm like please someone come in with an ak-47 and end this shit for me those kind of jobs it has stopped me from having the kind of sex can you believe that that i've even wanted no not in like glorious one night stands i said it it stopped me from fear has stopped me from having good sex in my marriage and and those words are painful for me to even hear in my ears but it's true it stopped me from saying honey i want better sex I want you to last longer. What the fuck is this? Break me up. Show me what you got. Cause I don't want no one minute man. Oh, you feeling that? I'm feeling it. I'm not the best singer. Okay. Don't judge me. But fear has stopped me from these things. Leaving shitty careers. Having mediocre average sex. Sorry, honey. I love you. And you've made up for it. And I'm proud of you. Uh, fear for asking, right? And it's like, you got to ask, like, why does fear stop you? If fear resonates with you in any way, shape, or form, in any facet of your life, ask yourself the question, why? Why does fear stop me? Because I fucking have it figured out, okay? It's taken me a long time to get here. It's taken me many, many moons, And many drunken, drugged up fucking nights of absolute misery to figure out why fear fucking sucks balls so, so bad. Okay? And this is why. Because we, as human beings, shame on us and no apologies to mom and dad, shame on you, even though I love you, for conditioning us to be fearful, right? We're conditioned. We are born and we're badass motherfuckers right off the hop, right? Crying, I want food, I want it now. I want mama's titty on demand. Like we make no fucking apologies. We are primal, we know what we want, we get it, we need it. Babies, like we're the most demanding motherfuckers, aren't we? Well, not that we remember, but you know what I mean, right? You're getting what I'm throwing down here, folks, right? And then it, it gets to that terrible twos stage. That's what folks call it. That's what I've called it. Oh, don't mind her. She's in the terrible twos. Don't mind her, right? Apologizing for my kid having a tantrum because I've said no to her, right? You look back at those things when you discover what fear is. Yes, I'm getting to the point. Stick with me. Stick, f- fucking stick with me. I'm almost there. 
okay? We're conditioned to say, so when we turn to and we start getting a little sass and we start getting a little personality and we start getting a little bit of attitude, it's like, no, Tommy, don't touch that. Mm. Tommy, Tommy, don't say, go go to the corner, Tommy. You need a time out, Tommy, right? We are conditioned that if you want what you want, you demand it, you say, this is what I want, this is how I want it, this is when I want it, what do we get? We become fearful, why? Because we are conditioned that if we ask for it, we are going to get something called rejected. And rejection fucking hurts, right? I don't give a fuck who you are. I don't care if you're some badass supermodel with zero cellulite and a super tiny vagina, okay? I don't give a fuck. You have fear. You hate rejection. I don't care if you're a guy swinging a one pound fucking wiener around and can give any woman on the planet or man an orgasm. I don't give a fuck. You fear rejection. All of us do. None of us like rejection. And where does the feeling of rejection as a bad thing come from? It comes from fucking fear. Fuck fear is the name of my title, isn't it? Fuck fear, right? Why are we going to live a life when we get one shot in fear, in something that is incapable of ever bringing us happiness, joy, contentment, fulfillment, any of it, any of it. You're going to hear pages turn because I'm old school and I'm writing shit down and I'm flipping fucking pages. Again, you have a problem with it? Get the fuck off my podcast. You want perfect? Go shove your head up Barbie's asshole. Okay? It's not perfect here. It's raw, unscripted, real. Okay? I'm writing notes down as I go because it makes me feel good. So, sorry. I have an attitude. I'm fucking tired. I'm fucking tired. Been up since 4 a.m. It's my first podcast. Cut me some fucking slack. I'm writing notes as I go. So, going back to fear. If we say or do what we want and we get rejected, then we feel like a failure, right? We turn inwards. So, ask yourself this. Ask yourself this question. If you're still with me, you're a fucking, you're my people. <laughs> okay. If you're still, if you're still on this podcast right now call me let's fucking hang out because you're my fucking people if you've long gone good bye I fucking hate you and I hate your fucking mom okay now ask yourself this if you could take let's say each and I'm writing here so bear with me but each and every chance you ever wanted to take I'm serious like every think of everything From your past, from when you were small, from when you were in your 20s. Maybe you're still in your fucking 20s now. I don't fucking know. To now. I'm in my 40s. Where are you? If you could look back at your entire fucking life as a kid, as a teen, as a... All of it. An adult. And you could take every fucking chance that you didn't take and just jump in and go, okay... I have an absolute guarantee that there will never be any rejection in this. I'm going to go for it. And whatever I do, whatever I jump into, whatever chance I take, 
I have 100% guarantee that there's going to be no rejection. Would you still, yes or no, have fear? Ask yourself the fucking question, would you? Would you still have fear? Or would you be like, I can't fucking lose on this. So I'm going to fucking do it. You would fucking do it. And if you say, "Mm, I would still think about it. Again, get the fuck off the podcast. It's not for you. Okay, because you're then then you're a liar. <laughs> you're just a fucking liar, and you're not my people. Okay. So would you take the chances? Of course you would. Would you book the trip? That maybe's like, oh fuck, Barbados. It's like the most expensive island in the Caribbean right now. Would you book the fucking trip? I've always wanted to go there. Would you do it? Can't lose. You can't lose your money. It's just guaranteed going to be an incredible time. Phenomenal time with amazing food and great people. Of course you'd fucking book it. Would you ask for the raise from the job that is sucking the literal sauce out of your veins? Would you ask for the raise? Why? Because you know you deserve it. And would you risk the chance of losing that job if the answer was no and you went, oh, really? But I'm worth it and it's based on performance. So go fuck yourself. Would you do it? Of course you would, because the answer would be, well, yeah, you're going to get it. There's, yeah, you want it, you get it. It's like genie in a bottle style. Would you tell your spouse you wanted to have more orgasms and you wanted them to be higher caliber? Fuck yeah, of course you would. Everyone would. Everyone would like get off this podcast, go to their spouse and go like, we need to give me some serious orgasms. If there was zero chance that it didn't work, of course, right? So... Fear at one point, guys, okay, had me settling. And this is not embarrassing to say because I have zero fucking pride, as you can tell. Like, I will talk about everything in this podcast. The ugly, the nitty, the gritty, the shit that girls, (laughs) a lot of them won't fucking say because it's embarrassing. This is embarrassing for me to say. I will fucking say it all. Stick with me. Let me show you how. But listen, fear at one point had me settling at one point in my life, not too long ago, actually, making less than a thousand dollars a month, less than a thousand. That might sound like a lot of money for like, I don't know. I don't even know who, because I can't imagine, but less than a thousand dollars a month with a mortgage and multiple vehicles and two kids and living beyond my means and with no fucking money burying myself in debt to currently making multiple six figures and an absolute 1000% trajectory of a seven plus figure by the end of summer this year 2022 I'm hitting it hard I'm going balls deep in this and I don't even have balls, okay? When you realize, and I mean like deep down to the fiber of your bone marrow, realize that fear will never pay your bills. It will never cover your shift on a day of work that you're not feeling well, right? Fear will never comfort you when you cry or hold your kids when they are scared I'm writing this as I go I'm writing this right now I should have had this all written out but I'm writing it as I'm saying it to you because I feel like it's really coming from my fucking heart 
it will never do any of those things. It will never bring you greatness. It will never make you look back and go, oh, fuck, I'm so glad that I didn't take those chances. When you truly realize this, and there's so much more to it, but when you truly realize the things that I just said, and I'm going to fucking repeat them. Fear will never pay your bills. Never. No exceptions. Fear will never cover you on a day for work that you're not feeling well or you just are like, I'm fucking burnt out. I don't feel like going into work. Fear doesn't give a fuck. Fear's laughing at you going, <laughs> you've got to go into that shitty job, motherfucker. You're not going to ask for the raise today, are you? You're a loser. That's what fear does. Fear is the literal fucking devil. And I believe in God. So it's the devil. It's the polar opposite of God. And I love him. He's my fave. And he shines down on all of us, not wanting any of us to have fear. It's not what we're designed for. We are designed for fucking wealth and speed and joy and abundance and all of the good stuff. But we remember we are conditioned with the best intentions, right? Don't hurt yourself, Tommy. Don't do it. Oh, don't do that. You're going to fall. Don't climb the tree. Don't get on that bench. You're going to fall and you're going to get an owie, right? We're conditioned to be fearful. Both hands on the cup. You don't want to spill. Fuck out of here with that, man. Spill. Learn. Right? Anyway, sorry, I'm going off on tangents. Because I fucking, I truly hate fucking fear. I hate it so much. But when you truly realize these things, guys, like when you realize them, guess what you have done. Take a wild fucking guess. You have told fear to fuck off. Go fuck yourself, fear. I have no time for you here. This is my table and you don't have a fucking seat at it. And you... My lovelies have chosen freedom. So this podcast today, tonight, okay? This podcast is telling you to always choose freedom over fear. And I promise you on my heartbeat, you'll never regret it a day in your life. Love you all so much. Many of you I have not met. Many of you I have not spoken to. If you've spoken to me, you've definitely remembered it or are still working with me now. Big Dick Energy Coaching. You want some one-on-one? You want some motivation? You want some inspiration? You want to light up your fucking life? Pick up the phone or get on your iPad or your computer or whatever the fuck you use. Get a pigeon. Tie a letter around its neck. That's animal abuse maybe don't do that but like fly that motherfucker to me I'll read the letter I'll get you in and we can make all of these shit things like fear or regret that's another topic or guilt again another topic we can make them gone we can make those things disappear and we can talk about it get a hold of me much love to you all Keep that big dick energy going, guys. Okay, let's vibrate this throughout the world. And let's do a big dick energy movement together. I'm here for it. Love you so much. Reach out to me and let's connect. Peace. You've been listening to Big Dick Energy. 
unconventional, unapologetic, raw, real, and authentic. All about today's woman. Zero bullshit. Jasmine is a serial entrepreneur, sales and negotiations master, a mom and wife who's done it all. And we do mean all. We hope you enjoyed the show. We know we had fun. If you did, make sure to like, rate, and review the show. And we'll be back soon. Hook up with us on social media. See you next time on Big Dick Energy. Happy hump day, fuckers. Welcome to Big Dick Energy with your hostess, Jasmine. Apologies, I'm a day late. Ah, I sent you a bonus podcast last week that I wasn't going to post. So I gave myself a buffer. But every Tuesday, moving forward, you will be hearing from me. I'm going to get right into today's episode because this is a very, very, very important topic that simply needs to be addressed more. And that topic is, and the title of today's show is, fuck substance abuse. Okay? Fuck it. We're going to get into it. I myself have personally struggled very, very hard for 28 years of my life. You're like, how old is this bitch? Right? (laughs) Shit, she must be in her 70s. Uh Uh-uh. I'm not even 42 yet. I will be in April. I'm 41 years old. Let's do the math here, friends. 28 years of not dabbling, of struggling with substance abuse. 28 years of 41 of my life. Think about all those years lost, okay? And today I am... Officially, actually, three months and four days sober. The longest I have been since I was 13 years old. And I'm going to say that again because it's not just powerful for me to hear my, my, my own words saying this out loud because it means so much to me. But for you listening that are potentially struggling with something that is addictive in your life, that is addictive and unhealthy in your life, I'm going to help you, girl. I'm going to help you, okay? It starts today. I am three months, 10 days, 22 hours, 36 minutes, and now 11 seconds sober. No drugs, no drinking, not even so much as a smoke. Ew. Nothing. Water, a shit ton of coffee, (laughs) that's it for me. And that's truthfully all I want to need. I just wish that I had done it sooner. 28 years, my friends, of struggling and, and not being comfortable being in a room with myself unless I could put something into my body that could either numb me or jack me up. And I'm not talking about like caffeine, but like jack me up or bring me down and numb me. I have in the past three months, it's like, oh, three months sober, Jasmine, just over a hundred days. Why are you bragging? I'll tell you why I'm bragging, motherfucker. Because I have saved 
In three months of being sober, I've saved $3,060 approximately. I have saved 408 hours in three months and 10 days, 408 hours that I would have otherwise been sitting in front of my massive television, Netflixing and chilling and wasting fucking time that I could be producing and creating and doing rad things, right? I have saved myself consuming 81,600 calories. Three months, 10 days, 22 hours, 37 minutes. 102 days, kids. Okay? And that's cold turkey. That's me saying, "Uh uh-uh, no slip-ups, no exceptions. I'm doing this, and I'm not doing it just for me. I'm doing it for everyone around me. Because addiction is not just a prison for yourself. It is a prison for everyone around you that you love too. Okay? Name the drug. I've done it. No, not all of them. I've never done acid. I just, I've never wanted to. But name it. I've done it. Okay? Name the drink. <laughs> I have drank it in surplus. And when we look at addiction and substance abuse, and I mean, we're talking how many millions of people, I do have stats on how many millions of people are affected by this daily, but how many people do you know that live in quiet suffering and are struggling with not consuming alcohol, drugs? How many people do you know that are quietly suffering? And, no, and what are the causes, right? So there are genetic factors. Yes. There are, I mean, peer pressure is a massive one. What do I believe? This is not from what scientists are telling me, but what do I personally believe is the number one contributing factor of any addiction in the world? It is an internal thing. It, is, it all boils down to self-esteem. It does. You can disagree with me. Feel free to exit. Bye-bye. It comes down to how you feel about yourself. If you are happy and you are fulfilled, you're not going to have an addiction problem. Now, correction, there is one thing in my mind that is the exception to this. If you're addicted to having sex with your spouse, keep that addiction burning live. Keep it going. Okay, but causes. So again, genetic factors, peer pressure. Of course, we know this. I am a mother. Thankfully, neither of my kids, well, I would hope my four-year-old's not smoking a crack pipe in the backyard, but my 13-year-old is just zero desire to drink, zero desire to do drugs, just zero desire. She wants to create. She wants to paint. She wants to dance. She's fucking awesome. I wish I was her at 13. Addiction is... The Latin word is, and this really struck me, the Latin word for addiction is enslaved or bound to. Okay, guys? It's a compulsive psychological need for the use and habit-forming substance that you are putting into your body. But addiction pours so much more into, and and I'm sure many of you would agree with this and and many of you would relate to this, it pours into so much more than just substance. I'm talking about alcohol and drugs, right? But it pours into gambling. 
I know a lot of gamblers. I know a lot of people that go to the casino with a stack full of cash and burn their fucking money. Addiction, right? Addiction to pornography. Addiction to plastic surgery. Addiction to sex, which we talked about, which I don't think is an unhealthy addiction unless you're doing it for the wrong reasons. It's a whole other podcast. Addiction to shopping. Addiction to overspending. uh, Overeating. I've had struggles with my weight my entire life. And since this whole pandemic, if you will, started a couple years ago, we're now going into year three. I can see how my addictive personality, yeah, I've gotten off the sauce. I don't smoke weed anymore. I don't put anything chemical into my body anymore. But I put a lot of and have put a lot of food into my mouth. And I'm going a little off topic here, but it, it kind of isn't because addiction, there's always a consequence to our action, right? There's no exception to this. I have gained about 50 or so pounds in the past two years, 50. And I haven't stepped on a scale in a very long time. And my husband and I decided it's time to stop being fat fuckers that make excuses And we both hopped on the scale and this is the heaviest that either of us have have ever been. I weighed less than I do now when I was nine months pregnant with my four-year-old daughter. Unacceptable. Where does that come from? My addictive behavior. And addictive behavior, I stop drinking, I start eating. I stop smoking weed, I start eating. Can, weed can have an aversive effect for, for other people and they munch out. I would smoke pot and I wouldn't want to eat anything. I'd want to create. But if any of these are striking you, like if you are, say, going through something and you go to pick up a bottle, ask yourself why. If you are feeling sad or you are feeling unmotivated and you go snort an eight ball of cocaine, ask yourself why, Right? Another thing is as well is that addiction is something that is not just something that is rampant in our society right now, but it's actually celebrated in a lot of ways. The number one thing I believe and that I see, I see it on fucking social media, alcohol is is truly in so many ways celebrated. Wine clubs for moms, right? Look at the fucking sweaters that moms are proudly displaying with like, Wine o'clock. <laughs> it's not funny. You put your kids to bed and you drink three bottles of Chardonnay. It's not fucking funny. Right? And I've done it. That's how I know it's not funny. 46% of addicts relapse when they try to quit. 46%. It's almost half. I think it's higher. That just comes from my research. But why is it that alcohol abuse in specifically is socially acceptable, right? A famous comedian once said, guys, you know, we don't celebrate drug addicts killing themselves. We don't go shoot the needle, shoot the needle, shoot the needle. But why do we celebrate alcoholics killing themselves by saying chug, 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 chug? Sound familiar? Three years ago, just under that, three years ago, my husband, who is now former law enforcement because I retired him last February, came home from a 16-hour shift 
My daughters were both up in their rooms. I was on four antidepressants, four antidepressants and anti-anxiety medications. And I was finishing off a 2-6 of vodka after having just polished off two bottles of Chardonnay. I was, I was absolutely gassed out of my mind. I blacked out. And when my husband came home from his shift that night, he found me seizuring on the floor. I was speaking in tongues. And when paramedics arrived, and I don't remember this, but it took four paramedics to restrain me. This was a very difficult time for our family. And there's been many. This is just one instance. The ambulance rushed me to emergency, obviously. And when I came to, I was, you know, obviously very groggy. I had no recollection of what happened. And I was on a hospital bed with restraints on my wrists and my ankles trying to move and can't, right? And the reason was is because doctors had deemed me to be a danger to myself. Addiction was a way for me, you guys, to hide from myself, right? I've been rushed to hospital more times than I can count. I've almost lost my kids. True story. No one actually knows this until now. And however many of you are listening, know this deep, dark secret of mine, because I'm, I'm done with secrets. I'm done with hiding, right? I've had ministry the government coming to my home once a week to do checkups on my kids and myself and interview me and my husband, the humiliation behind that was excruciating. And, you know, it it all started when, right? You got to go back to the root. We always look at the symptom. What is the root? Where does the pain come from that makes us want to bury ourselves in that bottle of wine? Or two, in my case. That was my favorite. Two bottles of Chardonnay a night to the point of blacking out. And I never never remembered how I made it to my bed, but I did. What is the root of this? Because I had to really dig deep to find out mine in order to quit, right? It started what I looked at as I perceived as harmless, but having coolers and like shots in quote, safe homes, right? You know, the cool kids at school that invite you over and their parents are fucking cool and you go over and they're mixing shots in those red plastic cups and you get to crash there and those are the cool parents, right? Because they're providing a safe place for their kids to get fucked up and hurt their little bodies, hurt their little growing bodies, right? In my 20s, I was a raging drinker, raging drinker still managing to hold down jobs and maintain I would call less than average relationships my family didn't really like me a lot my 30s were no different the one exception I made during these two decades of my life 20s and 30s and really three decades because throughout my teens but my pregnancies I didn't have a desire to drink or do drugs. Why? Because I was fulfilled. I had purpose. And those were my kids who are perfect, perfect humans now, right? 
In my 40s, alcohol and drugs have no space. And I just wish that I had found the beauty of life sooner. Parting words, friends, okay? The journey of a thousand miles starts with one step. And I'm going to repeat that. The journey of a thousand miles starts with one step. If you are struggling, if you are hurting, if you can't go to a fucking restaurant and have like water or like a pop or just an iced tea, if you have to drink, if you have to do drugs, if you have to numb yourself with over-the-counter medication, you need to take the first step and you need to decide. Okay? 275 million people worldwide use drugs in 2021. And I know I said parting words, but these are things that need to be They need to be talked about. So many people are hurting right now. 275 million people worldwide used drugs in 2021. And that is just what is documented. In America alone, an average of minimum 30 Americans die every single day in a drug-related car accident. Right? Six Americans die every single day from alcohol poisoning. 130 Americans die every day from opioid overdose. We are not in a pandemic or an epidemic of the flu, guys. We are in a pandemic and an epidemic of our fucking lives because we are burying ourselves, so many of us, are burying ourselves in what numbs us, what stops us from feeling what we perceive as pain, and it's not. It's fucking life. That's what you're numbing yourself from, your life. How do I know? Why am I so passionate about it? Because I did it for three out of four decades of my life. If you are struggling, take one step. One, decide. Don't think about tomorrow. Think about today. It takes one day, one hour, one minute, one second at a time. And you can make change in your life, but you got to decide. If you need help getting your shit together, for lack of a better term, if you want my help in not just defeating your demons but in moving your life forward, if you decide that you want to choose yourself in not just your health, okay? Health's number one. But if you want to stop any kind of addiction, if you want to kick limiting beliefs in the ass, if you want yourself back, if you want that little girl back that you need to give a hug to right now, contact me. Send me a message. Let me know. Let's work together. Much love to you all. Keep bringing that big dick energy. Love you all so, so much. And I look forward to talking to you again next Tuesday. Peace.